So you like the Pack and Pokes App podcast? Well, then I think you might like our other show, The Atheist, The Bible, and No Wardrobe on iTunes, Stitcher, and at the website, abandw.wordpress.com. Give that a listen as well, and if you like the shows, please give them both a five-star rating. Thank you. On Pack and Pokes this week, anti-gay televangelist gets revealed on tape, and a Texas judge is out of order. Thanks, God. And Jesus can't co-pilot a Ferrari. And an Ireland man finds new things to do with semen. But before we get to that, here are some thoughts from Packard. Before we start the show this week, I'd like to talk about where I've been the last several months. As many of you know, on the last show, I was taking the summer off to find out if I was going to have to move or not. Unfortunately, it took several months longer than expected for the situation to be resolved. And because I had no control over the situation at all, all I could do was wait and wait until it was resolved. However, right on the cusp of that resolution, my workplace picked up, and again, I was unable to put out the show due to my time restrictions. As you all know, I'm an atheist, but the small community in which I live has a variety of people with other beliefs in it as well. The main thing with this situation was that ultimately, if I had to move or able to stay was in the hands of others. Like most people, I don't like the fate of my living situation in the hands of people that may or may not care one whit about me or my situation. And the people, both believers and non-believers of the small community, didn't like that situation being forced upon us. The thing is, I'm a smaller piece of a community, which is just a part of a much larger community that believes in a God that controls everything that happens to them in their lives, the good or the bad. When it's us humans deciding the fate of others that have done nothing wrong but try to live our lives, we take affront to being treated badly when it happens. But the believer doesn't when difficult situations arrive that their God has allowed to happen. Their God supposedly controls every aspect of their lives and supposedly looks out for their well-being. Why is it that the control of their lives appears to hold far less value to the believer and that they just accept it when their God appears to be sending difficult situations their way? If God were real, I would still not like it that my my fate rested in its hands any more than that of a human that can do the same thing with a stroke of a pen. While these people say they believe, in my opinion, they go through the motions of belief to fit in, but know that no matter what, like everyone else, we are all on our own, and the only one that is going to look out for us is ourselves and each other. Recently, a notorious anti-gay televangelist, Ernie Angley, admitted a sex romp with a male staffer. Now, admittedly, this came out Back out in 1996, I know that seems a little old, but apparently there was a tape of a conversation between him and his minister where he had admitted the sexual relations with a man who was employed at their church, Grace Cathedral in Chahuga Falls. I don't know what you guys, but Chahuga sounds like it's a sexual position or something to me. Or, you know, what you scream out after you got poked the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, t- the conversation was tape recorded and made available to the Beacon Journal and Ohio.com this last month. The person who provided the tape did so only if they promised to remain anonymous. So it's kind of hard not to f- try to figure out who dropped that off, you know. But anyway, Angley wrote a book called Oh God, What a Mess back in 1995. Where in it he wrote, homosexuality is vile, vile before God, and it will send souls to hell. Does this not sound like somebody who is definitely trying to cover up them being gay? Exactly. I, for one, am shocked by this. The transcript of the audio tape, which angrily appears the counter, says that the gay sex didn't happen, or it wasn't gay sex, because reasons of ejaculation, or lack thereof. Because he thinks that if you don't, 
have an orgasm, therefore sex doesn't happen. <laughs> that would true. I'd still be a virgin. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I've had plenty of sex where I didn't come. <laughs> well, you know, it's always funny when these people try to, you know, they say, oh, yeah, well, we, I had sex with a man, but I didn't ejaculate. You know, they're just trying to cover it up yeah. and, and make excuses. And it's like, if you have sex with a man, you're having sex with a man. Right. <laughs> you're having sex with another human being. It doesn't, right. it doesn't, you know, it, whether it's a man or a woman, you're, you're, you're physically having sex. Right. And having an orgasm. That's, that's how it goes. Right. And having an orgasm doesn't say you did or didn't have sex. Having the sex is what says that you had sex, not not coming. Yeah, the, the, the orgasm just means you're done. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> now, Angley was also... What's that, Tony? I said, I'm done. Was the remote? Yeah, right. Now, Angley was sued last year uh, by trying to pressure his congregants to work for free at his for-profit restaurant telling them that it would be blasphemy against the Holy Ghost if they refused. Yeah, I could just see that working really well anywhere else in any job. Oh, you if you don't come and work for us for free, uh, you're going to go to hell and that's blasphemy. Yeah. I know we oh just came out, I know we just came out of a government shutdown and all, but even if it was a government the government say, "Hey, you got to come work for us or it's blasphemy." No, that that's not a thing. That's definitely not a thing. Well, I bet well, you I, know, I Trump thinks he's God. That, uh, so. I, hope, I hope that hell has a good uh, retirement plan then. <laughs> no shit. Were you saying, Matt? You both kind of talked on top of each other. I said Trump thinks that he's God, so, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, Trump does think he's God, yeah. A Texas judge in uh, Cobo County, Judge Jack Robinson, tried to convince a jury that a defendant was not guilty because God told him so. What, his mom showed up? Uh, apparently. Okay. <laughs> right? I don't know. You know he, he says God told him to do it, so yeah, well, I, I guess we got to believe him. By invoking an imaginary conversation with an imaginary God, Judge Robinson was trying to sway jurors to return a not guilty verdict in the trial of a Buddha woman accused of trafficking a teen girl for sex. Why would God care if somebody was... If a woman was accused of trafficking a girl, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it, what if it was a guy? Do you think he? Do you think God would have intervened in that point? Probably not. This is the this is the same God who allowed uh, Moses to have concubines. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, but you know, I guess in the Bible it says you know women and children were killed for something. I don't know. <laughs> Very specific, Matt. Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're, 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 I mean, to be fair, there are no, definitely. But, but, but uh, doesn't it say that in the Bible the that, that God would kill women and children for some reason? I, I forget the reason what the you know what it was for. But well, God, as com- you can tell I don't yeah. I don't read the Bible. So yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of places where God tells Moses' followers to kill people because they're the bad people because reasons. Yeah. Anyways, according to the uh, the Herald in New Braunfels, Judge Jack Robinson apologized to jurors for the interruption, but defended his actions by declaring, "When God tells me I got to do something, 
I got to do it. So God tells you to jump off a bridge, you got to go do it. Or if God tells you to kill your kid, you got to do it. it. This is the same kind of mentality where that one woman, she killed her kids and she said, well, God told me to kill my kids. Can you imagine the aneurysm this guy would have if, if his God supposedly t- told him to marry a man? <laughs> you know that reminds me of a movie it was called real genius and there was this guy he was kind of a he was kind of a dick but they were but these people in the in this um, in the movie they're all really smart so what they did was and I, i the movie's like 20 years old so i'm not spoiling anything he they inserted a transmitter or something into his braces so they could tell him to do things, and he made them think he was God. They, they, they said, oh, you got to stop doing this. Is this God? And he's like, like inspecting his glasses to see where the voices are coming from. And then he said, oh, by the way, stop playing with yourself. Oh, my God, it is God. So, <laughs> Actually, that movie is a lot older than that. Yeah, it's over 20 years old, exactly. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I think that's the one with Val Kilmer, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, that's the one. That's exactly the one. The thing is, though, if he thinks he can get off with saying, well, God told me to do it, that's not a good reason. No, it's not. Yeah. So, But the jury went against the judge's wishes, apparently, finding that Gloria Ramirez uh, Perez was guilty of continuously trafficking of a person and later sentenced her to 25 years in prison. I think maybe the judge saw her and goes, Hmm, you know, and, and I and I got to say, this happens t- way too often in our judicial system. If you're good looking, you get off because mm-hmm. you think that maybe if you're, you know, you're nicer to the pretty girls that you go, okay, well, I might curry some favor and get some sex out of it later. You know, I, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying, I think that's what's going through some of these guys' minds. No, that's possible. You never know. What do you think, Tony? That, that, that would explain why OJ's free. No. <laughs> Actually, I think he's still in jail. So I mean, so I, I meant to say that's probably why OJ was found not guilty because he's so good-looking. Yeah, well, yeah. He At the time, he was a good-looking guy. And that's, I think that I think that has a lot to do with it. Not to mention his, you know, star power and everything too. So it's so ridiculous that the judge would interrupt a deliberation, and say, "Oh, by the way, God sent me sent me to tell you to find the defendant not guilty." If it were me, I would have that judge disbarred immediately. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised that did anything happen to this. Uh, well, it says John, here. No, he's still serving. Yeah. Now, his actions could trigger an investigation from the State Commission on Judicial Conduct, which has disciplined Robinson in the past. So apparently this is not the first time he's ever done this. So this is a this is bullshit. This is total bullshit. Yeah. yeah obviously, this guy's got some issues or something going on. Yeah. He's got, he's got definitely some kind of mental problem. If you're yeah, hearing yeah. voices... If you're hearing voices from God telling you to instruct juries to do a thing, you don't need to be on the jury or or a judge or or arguing a case for that matter in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and that's the thing that yeah. I really don't like. You know, there's there's no retirement age for judges. You know, they they can serve until they die. Yeah, that's true. They true. You know, and, and that's, that's I, I think there should be a a, a cap on uh, you know how long they can serve. Or at least get some kind of mental annuity test, you know, something, you know, say, hey, right. are, you, are you hearing voices? Check yes or no. 
and and you know check their <laughs> check their records. God told me to say this and 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 to your at at you you jury people there, you know. So if they if any of that comes up, you're dismissed. Period. Yeah. Not that I want to see this woman go free, but because he interfered with the jury, I think honestly it may have swayed them to be more harsh on this woman than she probably may. She obviously deserves to go to jail, but I'm just saying that the jury might have been, okay, this judge is trying to curry favor because reasons. And so sometimes what happens is they, the jury will look at what the judge says, depending on what he says, and they will sometimes go against what the judge says or they will go for what the judge says. But in this instance, they may have just gone even harder on her because let her go because God, okay? So if that's the case, then this woman deserves another trial. Yeah, I I was thinking about that too. You know, like that wouldn't be uh, considered a fair trial. Yeah. I don't think. If I were the the counsel for the the defendant, I would uh, be making a case out of that. Yeah. For sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Do you really like the Packard Pokes at Podcast and want to help keep the show running? Then please donate to the show over at paypal.me slash Packard Pokes at or over at patreon.com slash Packard Pokes at. Thank you very much for your donation. We had some comments on the last video of uh, Season 10, Episode 1 from our OK Let's Talk, uh, Religion Pays Off, A Grifter's Paradise. Uh, we actually had a couple comments. One was from the video that I... I put it in private link because I usually take it and clean it up and then throw it back out. And that was uh, from some, that was from uh, uh, one of our listeners. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name off the top of my head. But uh, they, you know, said, hey, welcome back. And then we got one from here from Anton A. He says, yay, a new show. Keep up the good work. So thank you, guys, uh, for welcoming us back. Oh, it was, I think it was the real Paul Marshall that had... Uh, had said that I'd have to check my comments. I'm sorry. I apologize if I forgot who it was off the top of my head there. Yeah. Keep your comments coming and we will um, be happy to read your comments on the air. Uh, the Deerfield beach man who drove his blue fly into the lake worth inlet last month told, told police that Jesus told him to do it. According to a police report released Monday quote, Jesus made me the smartest man on earth. The man told police to, the report said, and it's so hard to have this much responsibility. Ugh. Oh, my God. This guy is... All right. I, for our listeners, I mean, I, I apologize for the audio inconsistencies. I don't understand why our, our, our signal is dropping all over the place here. But uh, he was saying that the man is saying that Jesus made him the smartest man on earth. I seriously doubt that. Considering what you did, I highly doubt that. Exactly. Uh, James A... I don't know how to pronounce his name, his last name. Uh, Junior uh, 48 caused about $50,000 worth of damage to his 2005 coup on December 26th when he intensely drove off the Palm Beach dock lease. You know, the thing is here, now I'm, gonna, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Now, he, ca- he caused $50,000 worth of damage to his Ferrari. Now, since it's his car, all right, what he... You know, the only the main thing you can get him on is pollution because, you know, cars leak fluids and whatnot. This was his car. If you, you want to destroy your own car as long as you, it's paid in full, you know, I don't see a problem with that. But to say that Jesus told him to drive it off a pier, that's just being stupid. 
Yeah, I think this guy yeah, was actually drunk drugs. on drugs, and he was just using some excuse. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that point. Now, apparently at 7 a.m. the of that morning, a bicyclist told a passing officer that the man was speeding his Ferrari in the 1200 block. Officers found Morocco. I think it's Morocco. Marikiko? There's a lot of C's. He's got C's and I's all yeah, over the place here. I think uh, it's Musiaco. Musiaco. I'll, I'll go with that. Musiaco parked on the inlet dock, the report says, and then he was waiting for a friend to pick him up by the dock when the or the police said Morocco told him. Um, Mercy Kako, whatever his name is, <laughs> told him that he's waiting for a friend to pick him up by the dock. When the police told him he couldn't park there, he reversed towards the road, but then suddenly switched into drive and then drove into the inlet at a high rate of speed. And there's a picture of the uh, Ferrari with the airbags deployed and the windshield busted out. <laughs> that car did not swim. At least it's floating. Yeah, well... <laughs> Most people would kill for a Ferrari, and, and yet idiots like these are crashing them. I just find that unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. He's He was eventually helped into a boat by a passing fisherman. I, wow, th- he must have really gone off the pier really far. Uh, you know, I didn't know you could fly that far with a Ferrari. Well, it depends on how fast he was going. No, nah, true, true. Now, after reaching the shore, he walked back to the officer. Police said that Jesus told him to drive off the dock. And into a six-foot window. So apparently money's going to be relevant in two days. Remember remember to smile, according to the report. That's what he said. Huh. Okay, if I'm reading this right, he seems to think that God told him to, or Jesus told him to drive it off the pier because in a couple of days, uh, nothing's going to matter because uh, money's going to become irrelevant. It sounds a lot like these end-time people, like, a number of years ago, we had these end time people going around. Save the date! Save the date! They put up billboards and everything because Campbell—I forget his first name—said uh, that you know God's coming back at a certain date, and people were selling their businesses, they were selling their homes, and they were giving away their money and everything like that because they thought you know the the world was going to come to an end. This guy was probably thinking had the same kind of thing going on in his head, saying that you know. Money's going to become unimportant, and so just live for the moment and just fucking just do this thing because reasons. Like I said, well, I mean, just really pisses me off that most people would kill for a Ferrari, and yet idiots like these are crashing them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, obviously, this guy was on drugs or something. Yeah. Now, he caused about $1,000 in damage to property when the car sideswiped a metal ladder on its way into the inlet. Now, they didn't say whether he was cited or charged with a crime because there was no further information released past that point. So I'm with Tony on this where, he's, you know, people who have more money than they have brains go out and do stupid shit like this. This is just fucking bizarre. Yeah, they can spend the money on the car, but they don't know how to drive it. Yeah, or they know how to, or they just think they just get blown up for reasons because God tells them to, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, man was hospitalized after injecting semen to treat his own back pain. You know, I've had back pain most of my life in some form or other. You know, because reasons, and I never thought, you know, what if I were to take semen, my own semen, and then just inject myself with it in my back because that works i don't know it's uh this was study was published in the irish medical journal recounts the case of 33 year old man who was hospitalized after reportedly injecting himself with semen to relieve chronic back pain i don't know where you make the connection does you guys 
where do you where do you think makes the connection between injecting yourself with semen to relieve back pain? Someone who's clearly clearly not a trained medical professional. I would go with that. Or maybe they're on drugs. Or on drugs, yes. <laughs> well, this uh, well, this is the first reported case. Well, he's first on this. You know, maybe going to Guinness Book of World Records for stupid. Now, maybe. Yeah. Now, it was the first reported case of semen injected for use for medical treatment. Doctors in Dublin wrote in, a st- in the case study titled "Semenly Harmless Back Pain." What a bunch. Uh huh. An unusual presentation uh, of a subconscious abscess. Now, the man's handmade remedy was reportedly discovered when he showed up at a doctor's office complaining of severe back pain. While examining the patient, the physician noticed the man's right arm was swollen and inflamed. Now, the explanation the man gave was the doctor was likely never expected and. Once I read this, I didn't expect it either. The patient disclosed that he had intravenously injected his own semen to treat his back pain. Now, the doctors wrote in the study he had devised this cure, quote-unquote, independent of any medical advice. Yeah, absolutely. He's not a medical medical technician, not a medical, has no medical knowledge. What were you saying, Tony? I'm definitely shocked. (laughs) Now, apparently the man purchased a hypodermic needle online and said he had been injecting himself once a month for 18 months. Like most guys, I do that too. Uh, I mean, the first part, not the not the injection part, <laughs> but the, the, the stuff leading up to it. Uh, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I do when I have back pain? I go to an Asian masseuse named Ling Ling who calls me Big Tony. No, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just say Tylenol. Well, you'll have back pain. I fix what we go. Exactly. <laughs> so the man said he purchased this thing, and before visiting the doctor, he said he hurt his lower back while lifting a heavy object and gave himself three doses. Okay, I don't understand what made him first think that you know the first three doses did anything. The semen reportedly entered the man's blood vessels and muscles. An X-ray revealed that the air trapped beneath the man's skin. And he was immediately hospitalized. Okay, now that's dangerous. If you've got air in your blood vessels, oh yeah, in your or in your veins, you're asking to die. Right. Because it because it in aneurysm, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. And that's that's like when you see those doctors on TV or whatever they 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 inject a little bit and it squirts out, or they tap the they tap the vial or the thing there to make sure there's no uh, air in it. That's a good. There's a good reason why you don't want that. The littlest bit of air, you can kill you. The study concluded with a warning that medical experimentation is dangerous and it's risky for untrained individuals to inject themselves with substances not intended for intravenous use. Translation: Don't inject yourself with anything without a doctor's approval, including semen. If you want to inject semen into your body, hopefully you're a, if you're a woman in one particular or two particular places or a guy or two different no three particular places sorry (laughs) i lost track of how many orifices people have apparently (laughs) so if you want to take that intravenously don't do it into your veins basically yeah god people are stupid 
Oh, yeah. Atheist Ranger, what would you say to someone that told you that they had a quote-unquote religious experience, and what would that mean? Well, I would say that their experience does not explain their specific God. I mean, let's be honest. All people of faith have claimed to experience their specific God. Uh, Christians experience Yahweh. Muslims experience Allah, etc., all of these gods can't possibly be true. And I do find it a little odd that they expect you to believe their personal experience while ignoring the personal experience of people of other faiths. So would you say that these people are lying or mistaken? Uh, no, I don't think they're lying, but they are definitely mistaken because feelings have no bearing whatsoever on the validity of a statement or claim. So basically a personal experience doesn't have any validity on any event. Let's say, for example, if they were to say they had a personal experience of having eaten eggs or enjoyed taking their dog for a walk, that wouldn't count? Feeling like a god was entering them, for example? No, it would not. Uh, people eating eggs can be verified. I mean... I don't know about you, but every time I go to a diner during breakfast time, I can see people eat eggs all the time. As far as dog walking, sure, you can enjoy that, but that feeling of enjoyment isn't required to uh, walk the dog. Uh, however, the feeling of an unproven entity coming into the body, unfortunately, is not verifiable. What if they were to say to you that you can't prove that they didn't feel something come into them or prove it didn't happen? Would we just have to take them at their word? No. No, we do not take them at their word for the same reason they wouldn't take us at our word if we were to tell them uh, that we experienced riding a blue dragon to work. You need to verify your claims with demonstrable, empirical, and repeatable evidence, not feelings or emotions. So, basically, strong evidence is what is needed here. Correct, sir. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ranger. You're welcome. All right. Here's our logic statement for tonight. Before you know it, there will be more mosques than churches. Is this a... Appeal to common practice. B. Appeal to fear. C. Circumstance ad hominem. Or D. Appeal to money. Appeal to fear. You say B. Yes. Okay, Matt, what do you say? A, B, C, or D? I would have to go with B. B. All right, and the answer is B. Appeal to fear. An argument is made by increasing fear and prejudice towards the opposing side. So you guys got it right. Congratulations. Cool. Probably got one right. Yeah. Well, you've gotten a couple right in the past, but this is the first. Eh, I think this is not too many, though. I think this is the first time you both got it right at the same time, though. I mean, I could be wrong. Probably. So, yeah. So basically, it's you're saying you're you're demonizing your opposition to say, hey, these are bad people because reasons that may or mm -hmm. may not be justified, and usually in those cases, it's usually unjustified. Because if there's more mosques and churches, so what? If there's less churches and less mosques, mosques, so what? Same difference. That's like saying, oh, before too long, there'll be more Subway restaurants than McDonald's restaurants, you know? But these people don't. That would be sweet. What's that? There aren't too many mosques around where I live. Right, exactly. So Even though there is a very big Muslim community yeah. near me, but there's only like one mosque that I know of. There is zero in the state of Vermont. All right. Well, I would like to uh, thank my co-hosts, Matt and Atheist Ranger, for joining me tonight. And if you've been watching the show or listening to the show for any amount of time, we always have technical difficulties. And if you want to help out with pa on our Patreon at patreon.com slash at, you can make a donation to help get me some new equipment so I can uh, stop having all these audio issues and video issues as well so 
Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, if we had any Patreons, I uh, checked our, my Patreon earlier, and there are no Patreons. If you make a donation, I will be thanking you on the air here. And uh, thank you for, you know, donating uh, to the show. So if you would like to make a donation, and I will properly thank you online. Or if you make a donation to me uh, at my uh, paypal.me slash packerpokesat, you I will read your name on the air or just your first name if you do that one so that way you uh, can rename re- remain anonymous to some degree all right thank you for everybody that uh, watched the show and we'll be back next week